Alex and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. How are you feeling today? Well, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I went to bed early at like 10 last night. Old lady status. Woke up at 6.30 this morning. Um, Actually felt rested, so I'm incredibly grateful right now that I woke up feeling rested a little bit before my alarm even. Um, And so I'm really, really excited about that. It paid off to go to bed early because we have a 10 o'clock appointment today. Um, And so I wanted to be able to wake up early to record and get some work done before our appointment. So I'm really excited to be able to do that. How about you? How are you doing this morning? Doing fine. Uh, Got to finish up some stuff for work today. But other than that, should be pretty chill. You said that we have an appointment today. Our appointment is to go and take care of some... Do you mind if we talk about it? Is it okay? I don't mind at all. Uh, we're going to go take care of some like legal paperwork uh, for us. So like since we're not married, we don't enjoy the same rights that married couples do, but we would like to enjoy them. And so we're getting as close as we can to that with... Uh, what is it? Power of attorney. We're doing wills. We're setting up a trust. Basically, we're it's going to be like a $1,000 day today. I'm so excited, right? Um, yeah, we're putting... Like, so so explain what that means, power of attorney, for each other. Basically, if either of us become incapacitated in a medical sense, like unconscious and unable to give our own directions for what we want done with our health, uh, the other one, so if I'm incapacitated, Liz, if Liz is incapacitated, me, gets to decide what happens to them. And we both know what we want, so, and we've also put it down in writing in case we forget so, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Pe- yeah. what to do with our bodies, what to do with, yep. we're putting each other in control of our things. Yeah, if we die, what happens then, and yeah, so, cool, good stuffs, yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel good having done that, because I feel more secure, like, in our future, and like, we've taken a step just to be prepared, like, mm-hmm. this is something people sometimes put off for decades, and I'm glad that we just have it done, and in the future we can just edit it. Yeah, and like people put it off because it makes you think about your own mortality, right? And some other things. You know, I've I've felt myself getting emotional multiple times, like reading over everything, even. Yeah, when we were reading over what we want done with our bodies when we die, like I found I didn't expect to feel anything because I've never really had a fear of death or like felt any type of way about dying in particular Mm. um it doesn't like scare me or anything like that but I did feel myself feeling emotion like in my chest and I did not anticipate that when deciding like do I want to be buried or cremated like how long do I want to be kept alive if I'm incapacitated um Making those sorts of decisions and seeing it in writing just was kind of powerful. And um, I kind of, yeah, I just got a little more emotional than I thought I would, but not in a bad way. Doing all of this paperwork was the ultimate memento mori. You mm-hmm. know, the like, so <clears throat> as part of my, dear listener, a little more insight into my life, I try to meditate every day. And as part of my practice, I think about my own memento mori, like my own, uh, like what, like, I basically imagine myself dying and I do that every day so that when the time comes, I can meet it with some amount of dignity, you know, like I'm, I'm prepared in some way, ideally, right? You know, who knows what happened or what's going to happen when that time comes. Um, 
but really this like preparing all these documents is the ultimate version of that right yeah and uh yeah it was i, I don't know it, it, in a way it was kind of motivating yeah you know just being like well shit like <clears throat> i don't know i guess <clears throat> selfishly kind of i wanted to be like man i want my trust to be impressive like whoever it eventually falls down to like i want to work and put something away because right now i don't got shit right you guys would be inheriting a bunch of debt <laughs> Well, in the Basically, house. that's what I mean. That's what it is. Yeah. The uh, the debt is the house. Yeah. I might own it, quote unquote, but the bank has a small financial interest. Fair. Of a few hundred thousand dollars. Right. So, but yeah, like I don't know. It, it's good to do these things. I feel like everybody should do them. I feel like we're in a unique, uh, like in a unique situation in terms of social capital because we are so close to a family law lawyer that we think about these things. Yeah. You know. As um, a fam, he's a family. Family friend. Family friend, family law lawyer. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I guess <coughs> I'm thankful for that. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. So, so we got that going on today. Got to work today. You got to work today too. Yep. Got a lot going on today. How many clients are you seeing today? Um, just five, but I have two meetings as well. I have supervision and a meeting with my colleagues. So I have the meeting at 10, I have a meeting at noon, I have a meeting at 2, and then from 3 to 8, I see clients in the evening, afternoon and evening. So and, and it'll be a day. Let, let people in on your situation with, like, um, with supervision and all that. Like, you're, you're, is it, you're licensed in Kansas and provisionally licensed in Missouri, or is it the other way around? You got it right. Oh, okay. Um, so since I took the, like, national licensure exam and passed... I, at the clinical level, I bitches. I at the clinical level, meaning ba, 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 ba. I never have to take it again. Um, That's right. But basically, once I have a thousand, I think it's a thousand five hundred professional hours, which is like basically doing anything out like for work outside of seeing clients. And once I have a thousand five hundred clinical hours, which is hours spent seeing clients, and a hundred hours of supervision. Um, then I can be independently licensed in Kansas. It's called getting your C, your clinical license. I'll be in, instead of being an LMFT like I am in Kansas, I'll be an LCMFT, licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. And then in the state of Missouri, because I have to do paperwork for both states, instead of being a provisionally licensed therapist, once I get all my hours, I will be a licensed marriage and family therapist that can like independently practice in Missouri. And independently practice just means you no longer have to pay for supervision. And I've been doing supervision once a week um, for over a year plus with one, supervi with one supervisor. I'm also in her group supervision once a month. With my other supervisor, I meet with her once a month individually and once a month in her group. So I basically am doing seven hours of supervision a month. And, and paying for it. And how many hours of supervision do you need to get the last, the last certification thing? A hundred. Oh, okay. So that's not so bad. So like, what is that? Like basically like a year and a half, two years, something like that. If you keep up that Basically, rate. if I keep up the rate that I'm seeing clients, I should be clinically like independently licensed in both states by the end of the year. If I do the paperwork. <clears throat> we will have a little party. Yes. This will be a big deal. I think... Even when I don't have to pay for seven hours of supervision a month, I think I still, I'll still, like, choose, like, make the choice to, like, at least be in, like, like maybe two hours of supervision a month just because I find it useful. 
especially as a newer therapist, just to get some feedback and insight into cases by more experienced therapists. But it'll mm. be my choice instead of being mandated, and I won't have to pay for seven hours of it. I'll probably just pay for two. And so... Nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be a milestone. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. I'm excited for all the things that you do for your job. I'm, I'm even excited when you have to do CEUs. Because I think the things that you get to learn about are fun. Like, you get to skill up. You're, like, forced to become a better therapist by your professional organization. Yep. <clears throat> you don't sound too enthused about that. I like continuing education. I just, I don't like that it's mandated every two years. I think it's 40 hours of continuing ed every two years for the rest of my freaking Yeah, but we just talked about how, life. like, other professions have to do way more. Well, specifically, we were talking about how... Lawyers and accountants. Accountants. Well, attorneys, I think, have to do a similar amount. But accountants, I think, need 40 every year or something mm. like that, I think our friend told us. And that's a lot. Um, so I'm not really complaining. Like, 40 every two years <coughs> isn't that bad. <coughs> and like you said, the trainings and stuff can be fun. Um you can go to conferences and that counts as CEUs. So, you know, maybe in the future I'd travel somewhere and go to attend a conference. So yeah, I'm gonna try to find a way to make it keep it fun. I'll go to conferences with you. I would love that. That'd be super fun. I'm actually planning to go to a conference this year. Oh yeah? So we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm having some job changes happen here in the near future. And as part of that, I'm going to be doing a little bit more travel. Um, I'm going back to work for myself. And so as such, I have to go and like find new clients and things like that because, you know, that's how services work. And uh, the kind of consulting that I provide is very niche. And so it makes a lot of sense for me to go to certain places throughout the year. And this is something I've done before in the past with my first business. Like, it's in the same industry. And so I'm going to go to a national trade show in September. And uh, it's in Las Vegas. And, yeah, that'll be fun. I think it's at the end of September. Cool. So. Can um, I come? Yes, absolutely, of course. Yay! I think, actually, a number of our friends and acquaintances will be there. So I think it would be very natural for you to go. Cool. Um but yeah, I'm really excited about that. So going to a trade show, like, I love trade shows. Trade shows are like, I don't know, a place at a time, you know? Because, like, half the time people are just, like, shit hammered or hungover, like, right. the whole time. And this is, like, a multiple-day trade show. And it's fun getting to see the same people over and over again. Because if you go often enough or you stay in an industry long enough, you get to know the people who are just always, like, lifers, you know? Right. The business owners and the people who are, like who worked at the same company for, like, a decade, which is really rare nowadays. Yeah. Um, those people are the ones who go to trade shows. So I'm really excited to uh, get back into this industry and, like, meet these people. Or not meet, but, like, well, probably meet a lot of new people, but uh, reconnect with a lot of, like, old friends and, like, that whole sort of thing. Well, that'll be awesome. See some frenemies. Right. Yeah. I'm so excited for the frenemies. I'm still technically considered a young person in the industry because under 40 is considered young. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to like join the young per people's organization there. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just so fucking stoked about the future. That's awesome, babe.